0: What is up guys, this Anthony here starting a new podcast called 3&D and, and it's basically all about basketball. So our first topic and our whole first episode is going to be based off me predicting the top 8 teams in the Eastern Conference and which teams are going to be in playoff contention. I'm going to start from the top here because it's pretty obvious How the top seeding is going to be. And then at the bottom it gets a little tricky. And a little. I guess it's kind of a hot take. And it's not going to be very predictable. So let's start off with the best team in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics. They're going to claim the one seed for sure. They have the most depth in the NBA. And I predict that they're going to win between 55 and 62 games. So let's take a look at their roster. They have Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brown. Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford as their starting lineup. And then they have some considerable bench pieces such as Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, and Aaron Baines. So just looking at this lineup, it's pretty crazy how much depth they actually have. And I don't see any team really challenge them in the East, especially during the regular season. Number two, the second team that I'm going to talk about is the Toronto Raptors. Yes, this may come as a surprise, it may not, but when healthy, Kawhi Leonard is going to be the best player in the Eastern Conference and is going to give the Toronto Raptors an edge. I'm thinking they're going to win between 50 and 55 games because they're going to have to integrate Kawhi Leonard into their lineup. Just think about how they swapped Kawhi with DeRozan and with DeRozan in that the rest of the team being the exact same essentially. Besides the coach, of course, but let's not worry about that. They won 59 games, so I think 50-55 to 55 is a little low. But obviously they have to reintegrate Kawhi, and he seems healthy right now. And Kawhi just has a better all-around game than DeRozan. He can shoot the three, and he's the best defender in the league, for sure. And let's talk about how they would compete against the Celtics. When healthy... I think that they can take the Celtics six or seven games. Just listen to this starting lineup. They got Kyle Lowry, a perennial all-star. He's getting a little old, but I think they'll still be just fine. He'll play pretty well. They have Danny Green, who is a grizzled veteran, good three-point shooter, adds some depth in the shooting guard position for the Raptors. They have Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, and Jonas Valanciunas. I've never been a huge fan of Jonas Valanciunas, but he's still young and I mean he's kind of developing a three point shot. So he's I guess he's a solid player for their team. Now let's look at their bench. They have Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Delon Wright, and Greg Monroe. I know Greg Monroe isn't that good, but the rest of these pieces are young players and besides trading Jakob Pertl to the um to the what's it called? The San Antonio Spurs. They traded him in that Kawhi trade, and when you trade him, you change up that bench. And, I mean, Greg Monroe's okay, but they had the best bench in the league last season, and I expect them to have one of the top five benches in the league again this year. Number three, I'm honestly thinking that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be the third seed. However, I think that their ceiling is going to be the second round because they're such a young team, and they have, I mean, they lost a lot of their shooting last season in Ilyasova and Bellinelli, which was important to give Ben Simmons and Embiid space to work and do their thing, especially because Ben Simmons can't shoot a three-point shot or even a mid-range jumper. He needs lots of space to do anything, I guess. Let's look at their... Lineup. They have Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Joel Embiid. That is a pretty solid lineup, especially when you consider that J.J. Redick is actually very underrated as a shooting guard. He actually averaged 17 points per game last season. And he definitely spaces the floor for them. I think that if they get Jamal Crawford, which is a rumor going around that they're pursuing him, he'll be a good piece and he'll be able to generate his own shot off the bench and will actually give them more versatility on the bench, make them a bit tougher to to guard. So the fourth team that I'm going to say as the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference is going to be the Indiana Pacers. I don't think this is a surprise to you. They're definitely a top four team in the East. I don't think there's a doubt about it. Maybe top five team, but they just have such good chemistry. You have Victor Oladipo, who is on the rise to superstardom as we speak. He just had such a breakout season. I don't see him getting worse. I just see him working that much harder and getting that much better as the centerpiece on this team. And I see them winning between 45 and 50 games, actually. He has some solid pieces around him, too. And they have good chemistry. So let's take a look at their roster. They have Oladipo. They added Tyreek Evans, who had, came off his best season last season. They have Bogdanovich, Thaddeus Young, Miles Turner, and then on the bench they got a few young guys in Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott, and Sabonis. So they have a pretty—they're a pretty good shooting team. They're a pretty good defensive team, and I like the chemistry that they had last season. I think that they can easily go to the second round this year and be a tough team to face. The fifth seed I'm predicting is going to be the Washington Wizards. There's a few reasons why I didn't have them higher, like as a third or fourth seed. And they just don't have that chemistry that you need to win. In the last, what, three, four seasons, they've had the same team, and they really haven't been able to do anything. And I'm glad that they have been changing up a little. They added Dwight Howard, Austin Rivers, Jeff Green. They actually have some good wings and some... They added some good players. I actually like what they did. So their their starting lineup would be John Wall, Bradley Beal, Kelly Oubre Jr., Otto Porter Jr., Dwight Howard... And then on the bench, they have some considerable pieces, such as Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, and Markeith Morris. The only question mark is their team chemistry. They definitely have the talent to be a top seed, and I can see them winning around 45 games or so. The sixth seed, I'm going to say, is the Milwaukee Bucks. you think they have the talent to be a top three or four seed because they have Giannis, who's arguably the best player in the East, Barring Kawhi's health, of course. But they honestly have a lot of talent, and they have a lot of good players. And I'm kind of upset with what happened last season with them, just losing in the first round. When you have Giannis, you had the best player in that series against Boston, and they easily could have won that series if he had taken over that game. But let's just take a look at their roster. they got Eric Bledsoe, Tony Snell, Chris Middleton, who's a borderline all-star. You have Giannis, who's a superstar. Then they added Brooke Lopez as a center. Which I kind of like that. I don't think that Thawm going to be their starter. I think Lopez is going to start for them. But Maker would be a good backup center. He's tall and he's pretty good. He's, I don't know, he's still developing, of course. And then they got players like Dante DiVincenzo, who he played really good in the NCAA tournament, but he just had a few good games. I don't really see him becoming a big piece this season. Maybe he'll develop into a good player, but. As of right now, he's a non-factor, I say. But they also added Ursan Ilyasova, who's really going to help them spread to the three-point area, which is going to give Giannis a bit more room to work. If you know, if he's working with some of these bench pieces, some of these players, you throw them in and really help space the floor for Giannis to do what he has to do. And I think Lopez does that too, because he can shoot the three. He's kind of a three-point thread. And... I kind of see this team being similar to last season, except for this time maybe a bit higher in the standings. They've got lots of talent, and they have so much potential. They're a bit more interesting this season, but I see them winning around. They're around five hundred, probably around 43, 44 games, just a little over five hundred. The seventh-seeded team that I predict is going to be the Detroit Pistons. I know you think that they should do better, Because they have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson. But besides those three players, who else do they really have? You've got Luke Kennard. (laughs) Like, I don't know. This team isn't that good. They really aren't that good. They have two or three good players. And they don't have any good wing players. Which, if you look, take a dive into NBA history. You look at the 90s. You had the Michael Jordan era. You need those two-way wings to win championships. That's just the way it is. You look at any team. You have Kobe's Lakers. You have any team that wins. needs You need a two-way wing that can shoot the three and also play really good defense. That's what you need in this league, and this team really doesn't have it. Their big three is a power forward Blake Griffin, center Andre Drummond, and point guard Reggie Jackson. They have pretty good talent, but I really don't see them... Going very far this year. And my finally, the eight seed. People might be mad about this one. I don't know. Because people are probably thinking, oh, the Miami Heat have to slide in or something like that. Or maybe Orlando. I don't know. I really don't think any of the teams have it this year. I'm going with the Chicago Bulls. Alright. I know what you're thinking, but once I dive into their roster, you might actually like what I said. Your point guard is Chris Dunn. A good young player. He averaged 14 points per game last season. He can shoot the three. He's a solid player. Zach Levine, who just came off an ACL injury, he averaged, I'm pretty sure he averaged close to 20 points per game in Minnesota two years ago. He's a really good player. I like him a lot. They had a Jabari Parker, who also was injured, but he was also a really good player, too. I remember he had a lot of potential when he was actually in Milwaukee, and I think he also injured his ACL. And then, of course, Lowry Markkinen, who I expect him to average above 15 points per game this season and really take a step into becoming an all-star. He's a very, very good young player. Tall, can shoot the three. He kind of reminds me of Christoph Porzingis, actually, which is very generous. And lastly, I think Robin Lopez is... I mean, he's okay. Let's not overrate him, okay? Now, if you look at their bench, they have a few good pieces, like Denzel Valentine is pretty good, can shoot the three. Bobby Portis is pretty good. And then they have, I think he was the 8th pick this year, year, Wendell Carter Jr. He is a pretty good center. I think as a backup center behind Robin Lopez, probably he'll be okay. I think, he, I think on my Instagram, I predicted he would average around 7 points per game or something like that. He's pretty solid. But honestly, this team has the potential to make the playoffs. I know that for sure. I think they could even be the 7th seed and slip in the 7th seed in the Detroit Pistons can be the 8th seed, and even Miami could slip in, and the Detroit Pistons will be out of the playoffs. That just depends on Blake Griffin's health. But, based off of what I'm saying here, I can shape out the brackets here. This is all just a prediction, obviously. There's injury, anything can happen, but let's just say this exactly happens, and I'm a fucking god. Sorry, I'm going to blank that out, I swore. Um, And I'm a freaking god, but... All right. So the number one seed, of Boston Celtics, would play Chicago Bulls. That'd be an easy series. So Boston would go to the semi. Then you got Toronto would play the seventh seed, which I said was the Detroit Pistons. But Toronto would kill them, no problem. So you have Toronto and Boston on their seeds, and then you'd have uh, the third seeded, third seed of Philly playing the Bucks, which Philly would probably win that series. I think they should. And so, you would have those two teams. And then you'd have, lastly, Indiana and Washington, which could go either way, really, when you think about it. That one could go either way. And whichever team wins that would play Boston. That would be a tough one for Boston because you, you have a pretty good team you're facing, but Boston would end up winning that. And then Toronto would most likely be facing, I believe I said, Philly. And that would be the probably the second most entertaining series in the Eastern Conference because it could go either way. Toronto could be really good. Philly is also really good. They have a lot of young players. Embiid is going to be tough for them to stop. Kawhi is going to be tough for them to stop as well. And it's just going to be a really, really good series, in my opinion. But I think in a seven-game series, Kawhi will dominate. He is so much experience. He's already a finals MVP. They would lock them down, and it would be Toronto would get through in six or seven games. And then you'd have Boston versus Toronto, which would be a very, very hyped-up Series, I think it could either be very short and Toronto could get slapped because of how good Boston really is and how good of a coach Brad Stevens is. But Toronto does have that potential. Do not underestimate them. They have Kawhi Leonard, he's the best player in that series. He could challenge them, they could go six or seven games, and Toronto could even potentially win. I'm going to say that right now. So you could have Toronto or Boston in the finals. And I think that's basically everything I wanted to cover today. That was just my seeding. So you have, let's just go over my seedings one last time. You got Boston in the first seed, Toronto in the second seed, Philly in the third seed, Indiana in the fourth seed, Washington in the fifth seed, the Milwaukee Bucks in the sixth seed, the Detroit Pistons in the seventh seed, and lastly, the Chicago Bulls, which a lot of people are going to roast me for, the Chicago Bulls in the last seed, the eighth seed. And I really think these are solid predictions. Detroit Pistons, I'm not 100% sure about. Because, you know, Blake Griffin. And I would not be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs at all and the Miami Heat made it. But if any other team made it, I'd be very surprised. So just let me know if you guys think any of this is correct, if any of this is incorrect. I think it's pretty accurate. Honestly, follow my Instagram at NBA underscore coverage and analysis. That is my main Instagram. I always post anything NBA that's going on. I always have top 10s, top 5s. I'm really trying to grow it out. Starting this podcast thing, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm excited. And I really hope you like this episode. I'm Next week I'm going to do the Western Conference top 8 teams and DM my inst- my Instagram and let me know if there's anything else you guys want me to do because I can do a lot of different things. I'm Willing to talk about anything. I just need to do a little bit of background research and get comfortable with the topic, but I'm pretty solid with everything NBA right now. So honestly, let me know at NBA underscore coverage and analysis. C O V E R A G E A N D A N A L Y S I S. NBA coverage and analysis. With an underscore, don't forget. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I appreciate it so much.